Now, it's time for the Sunday Sermon on Crunch Time. Well, when it comes to Brodie Grundy in Melbourne, there's only two questions that matter, Scotty and Josh. The first is for Melbourne. Are you willing to pay $650,000 or $700,000 a year for a player who might be stuck in the VFL for at least the next two seasons? If you are, as insurance, then no problem. Good luck to you. But if you think this is not a wise use of money, that, could it be, that it could be spent elsewhere on running players at ground level, for example, then the second question is for Brody Grundy. Brody, last year Collingwood broke your heart. They showed you this is a brutal business. Are you willing to do the same to your new club in pursuit of a number one ruck roll? If the answer is yes, then Brody Grundy and Melbourne surely need to come to an agreement at the end of this season, providing Grundy cannot be guaranteed a regular position alongside Max Gorn. Scotty, you're a numbers guy. Tell me if these figures stack up. For the remaining four years of his deal, Collingwood paid Grundy $300,000. His new club pays $600,000. And Melbourne chips in $100,000. The Demons, which gave up pick 27, either get a future second round pick from Geelong or a late second rounder back from Port. Two clubs in the premiership window seeking a ruckman. The truth is, Grundy's not a Ford. He's a ruck. Like Stuart McGill behind Shane Warne, history proves that while occasionally you can flirt with a duo, there is usually only room for one in the same team. McGill couldn't pick up and play for England, but Grundy has a choice. And just like the Magpies exercised their choice last year, he should not feel disloyal or ashamed if he exercises his in this year's trade period. Where would you like to start, Tom? Wherever you want to start. Many layers to that story. I know, I was going to say, it's either a very large onion or it's a big package that we've got, a, we've got a lot to unpack or a lot of layers to peel off, whichever you, way you would like to look at it. I, I'm half with you. Yep. I think, um, to so a lot of other teams would carry backup rucks that are potentially in their VFL that might be on a number of, say, 400. Yep. It's a really challenging position for a club. It's like the backup quarterback where you'd love to have two good ones. You can't really play them. But if your number one goes down, you want someone that's pretty good to, to come in. Not someone on, you know, minimum chips and match payments because generally they're really back up and you're vulnerable if they're out of the team. Um, I would have thought at the end of last year, Brody surveyed the broader industry and had an idea of what interest there was. Um, he would still want to get paid going forward. So to go to another team would mean probably another pay cut which yeah i think it would um and in order to do that i think there is a career there for him at melbourne but i also think you're right it's probably in a year or two yeah. it's not right now so and, and i weighed up with our snap initially yeah. how they i don't think they can win the flag uh, they may not be able to win it anyway, but they certainly can't win it with Brody and Gorn in the one team. They lose too much with having Brody in the ruck for 20, 25, 30% as opposed to Max doing 85%. That is Melbourne's best chance. So they have to go with that from here on in. The other layer to that I also think is Petrarca has to play almost permanently forward. Yep. I think he's their best key forward. Yep. Uh, you're not robbing Peter to pay Paul because I thought their midfield was excellent on Friday night without him in there for significant minutes. Brayshaw, 28 centre bounces. Viney, 26. Jordan, 20. Just 15 for Petrarca. So Brayshaw's right up now. Spent time shadowing Neil for a lot. That's a midfield without Oliver. 
So get him right, bring him in. You can allow the 15 for Petrarca to be 10 centre bounces just to break it up. He's too good up forward not to have him there. And it's a different look for other teams that they've got a counter. And a few headaches. It gets the, the opposition coaching box thinking. Yeah. But back to your sermon, I think Brody is really beneficial for Melbourne to have there if Max was to get injured. But I don't think the both of them right now can play in the same team for Melbourne to have the very best chance. Josh? Totally agree. I don't think they fit in the same team. Mm. My biggest learning out of the weekend is you've just got to play Max Gorn one out because yeah. that's the best game we've seen from him yeah. this year and it gives yeah. them the best chance yeah. of going all the way yeah. this year. And if you're Simon Goodwin, you've got that's a Tim Lamb issue, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. in terms of Brody oh, Grundy. And I think Melbourne did it well for what they gave up. And look, the money's not nothing. But it fits. It's in their books. Yep. So right now they can afford it. So keep doing it. They've got some early picks this year. So they're cheaper. Yep. So they can bring quality in. But it's cheap for the next three or four years. So they can they can run and the Brody. Is... They can run the Brody deal through without too many problems. Well, that's right. If they're willing but to. But you're incumbent on this group to have three of the best fifteen players: Petrarca, Gorn, and Oliver in the team. Three in the best fifteen. You don't have that many quality players in the one team. Ever, I think you've got to maximise it right now and do whatever you can. And it's just life. Life's tough. You've got to try and win it. You're right. If you can absorb it for the next two years, and they can. Max Gorn retires, let's say at the end of 2025, mm. then you have Brody Grundy as your number yeah, one ruck, right. and he's ready to go. But if you want to keep players who are all of a sudden worth a lot more, or attract players you might not have the money, that's when you start considering whether you really want to have someone worth that sort of cash in your VFL. Well, a lot of cap. There's a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of cap space in the next two or three years because we're in the middle of a CBA negotiation. So there's going to be real flex and ability to manage that. So I, I don't think it'll be problematic for them yep. to take his wage. It's what probably about Grundy, though? What about Grundy himself? That, that's the second question. And I think if he went to them and said, look, I'd like to get out, I think they'd be open to it. Uh, but I would say that's a conversation a long yep. way down the track. Well, that's the other side, yeah. is it? isn't it? When you think, I mean, I love player movement and I'd love to see more player movement. I think Ruckman fit the bill. They could move every second year. Yeah. I mean, we've seen... Oh, we, we see a lot of it. We see a lot of yeah, it. The goalkeepers in the English Premier League. Well, we were, on the rotation. I mean, only a couple of years ago, um, Segler to Hawthorne, Darcy Fort yeah. to Brisbane, um, Max Lynch from Collingwood to Hawks. Like, that was a three-way where it was opportunities just fitting in and around. It's not uncommon. Um, Tom Campbell has played at three different teams in Lloyd that Meek backup. Lloyd last year had Lloyd a Meek, stack you know, suitors. we've been involved in a couple of those in that trade process where clubs are... It's... It's a really tough thing for a Ruckman because uh, there's one spot in the team. There's a lack of flex around for Brody Grundy, unfortunately. But it can be a good thing because your career often can carry on for longer than some other players because the fact that you're six foot ten and big and can win a tap out means you, clubs need them. You need at least three or four, five on your list for really one spot in the senior team. The only difference here is Brody Grundy is a two-time Copeland Trophy winner, yeah. a two-time All-Australian. Yeah. That is the difference between some of the journeymen ruckmen yeah. that move clubs. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be a great fascination, well, Tom. Supply and demand. Those that come knocking will determine the level of interest he may have in looking at another opportunity. Yeah. And I'm not critical of Melbourne for having I'm not a critical go at of anyone. Different. And I'm not critical. I think pick 27. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think it was quite smart for them to do it, but now. It's the challenge of being, and, and they essentially have already, is to go, no, no, 
We thought it. We told everyone it was working. But now we're happy to say it's not. And we push on with a different strategy. All right, let's push on with the games yesterday. Geelong was far too good for Essendon last night. They booted the first seven goals of the match. It was Zach Merritt's 200th. And it wasn't a very happy occasion for the Essendon captain. The eventual margin was 77 points. What did you make of... Uh, let's talk about Geelong, first of all. They're fifth on the ladder, Scotty. It's quite remarkable.